So whether you are a startup and you're at the very beginning or you're running a seven-figure business, this works. And I, I you know, we've 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 implemented with the clients across the spectrum, across all industries, and across all revenue uh, all revenue sizes and lots of different business models. It works because it's simple, and that's why it works across all the areas. You're listening to the Client Catching Podcast, the show that uncovers how high-performing service-based business leaders are successfully navigating the ocean of complexity around growing their business. Now, as anyone with the talent and guts to start a business knows, it takes a lot more to grow one than just being great at what you do, and you can't do it alone. So this podcast will show you how other captains of their own ship, just like you, have found the right strategy to catch more clients, simplified everything, and transform their business. So if you're ready to do the same, then jump aboard and join me, Adam King, host and the captain at Think Like a Fish, and let's go fishing. Hey, it's Adam here, and thanks so much for tuning into the show today. Now, before we dive into the episode, I just wanted to let you know how you can get hold of a free copy of my book, Conversational Relationship Marketing, because inside you're going to find 10 golden rules for B2B and professional service firms that consistently create client sales opportunities and drives revenue growth. And you'll find out how to do all of that using professionalism, ethics and good manners. So what you can do to get your free copy is go to the podcast gift page at thinklikeafish.co.uk forward slash podcast gift. And when you get hold of the book, what you're going to discover is a simple strategy to ensure that you consistently have a full calendar of motivated and qualified ideal potential clients who want to discuss doing business with you. And what I'm literally doing is giving away the exact entire strategy that my clients pay thousands to implement with them. Not only that, I share throughout the book links to templates, frameworks and workbooks that you can use to actually implement the strategy and get results. And it's all for free, no strings attached. In fact, there isn't even an opt-in. So please make sure you go and grab your copy on the podcast gift page at thinklikeafish.co.uk forward slash podcast gift. And if you want to grab some of the other gifts and resources that I offer there, please help yourself. So I hope you go and get the book. I hope you read it. And more importantly, I hope you do something with it. And when you do, I'd love to get your feedback on the results that you've got. But until then, Let's get to today's episode. Well, hello, welcome to the Client Catching Podcast. Now, let's be honest, unless you're actually running a nonprofit, you're in business to make money. Well, you've got a pretty expensive and time consuming hobby, right? But if you're a light of, uh, if you're like a lot of business owners, it's likely that at some point it's felt like you're not seeing the full fruits of all your hard work in your bank account, especially in light of all the time and the energy that you put into it, right? And that's, I find that this is often a reason why the dream of business can quickly turn into a nightmare. Most of us start a business, we focus on the, on the vision and we get pretty bored with the details, right? You know, things like working out finances. It's to most of us, it's frankly a bit dull, right? Or at least that is what I used to think. But obviously, you know, how wrong I was because there is nothing less boring than feeling in control of the money that you make and keep from your business. And today, my guest is going to prove it to you. Now, she is known as the money magician, helping six, seven and eight figure service based entrepreneurs find clarity in their numbers, increase their wealth and take more money home from their business. She's a former financial controller for Goldman Sachs, where she was responsible for one of their biggest managed funds. And today she's got over 10 years experience running her online business as a chartered accountant, certified profit first professional 
profit mentor and income strategist. And seriously, by the end of this episode, you're going to realize that accountants don't always fit their dull stereotype. And you may even call yours up and ask why they don't look at your business in this way. So I'm absolutely delighted to welcome my guest on the Client Catching Podcast today, Annette Ferguson. Annette, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. No, and uh, thank you for joining me. And um, yeah, I had a bit of a uh, a bit of a, a rush start to the podcast. It's just sometimes one of those things when you're doing business online these days on Zoom and all the rest of it. Uh, yeah, calls uh, bled into the other. But I am yeah, I'm really really excited that you're here because we've got something to talk about that I haven't covered in this show because number one, it's not my strong point. It's not something I know an awful lot about. And uh, but I also do appreciate how important it is. And that is basically knowing your numbers and knowing your numbers to the point where you are able to actually, as I said in the intro, reap the fruits of the rewards for the things that you are actually doing and putting all your time energy into uh, into the business. So um, let's start by what set you on this path to falling in love with numbers? Great question. So I never planned on actually being an accountant. That wasn't part of my um, part of my grand plan. When I was younger, when I was at school, I knew I wanted to run a business. I'd come from a family of business owners and I knew that's something I wanted to do. But the thing is, I never knew what type of business I wanted to run. So trying to work, I knew I wanted to go to university. So trying to work out what I wanted to do, I wasn't really very sure. A few people said to me, well, why don't you do accountancy and finance? Why, you know, that's a really good grounding for business. So you understand how the finances work. I thought, okay, that's logical. That makes sense. I'll, I'll do that. So that's what I did. After that, I went on to do my professional qualification for this exactly the same reason that, you know, as a chartered accountant, I felt like that was going to be a great grounding to start a business. Uh, once I'd done my professional qualification, I still didn't really know what I wanted my business to be. So as you said, I went into banking for a while. I worked in oil and gas for a little while, all in financial controller roles. And every time I moved roles, I wasn't wholly satisfied with what I was doing. And I knew at some point I wanted to have my own business. And I started to think more and more about what that might be. And I realized, hang on, the role that I enjoyed the most was my training contract where I was an accountant. I was doing accounts for small businesses, small and medium-sized businesses, and that I really enjoyed doing that. So it came to a point where I thought, well, hang on, maybe I just need to mix together this accounting stuff that I enjoy and also the running a business bit that I want to do. And that's basically what I did. I started an accounting firm um, and uh, and the rest they say is history. But uh, yeah, I started my business 11 years ago and um, initially started focusing primarily on the bulk standard accounting stuff, the annual accounts, the corporation tax returns, the bookkeeping stuff, the stuff that pretty much any qualified accountant can do. Um, but um, what I started to develop a incredible passion for was ensuring that business owners can be more profitable. And the reason that that came about is because I'd been running my business for four or five years. And yes, I was generating, you know, that six figure revenue that everyone speaks about, that elusive number to reach. But I was taking home very little money from the business in reality. And I was getting a bit resentful of the position I was in. I just had a baby. Um, I just had my son. 
And I was felt like I was working all these hours and quite frankly, not really making any money for it. And so um, I stumbled across at that point, a book called Profit First. I love reading business books and always have. I stumbled across a book called Profit First and I thought, why has no one ever written this book before? This is highly logical. This is incredible. I implemented it straight away in my business. And I basically called up Profit First headquarters as well and said, I need to be certified in this. What do I do? How do I get there? So I was going through that process. You have to have it running in your own business first successfully until you can be certified. So that was one of the one of the um, things that I had to go through. But I was doing that anyway. And I basically got my business from a point, as I said, where I was paying myself very little to 18 months later. My husband actually left his full time job as a trader in London um, and became a stay at home dad. At that point, I was pregnant with our second child. And then my business fully supported us. So we went from a place where I was being paid very, very little to fully supporting our family within 18 months, um, all because of this journey that I've been on, basically. And so that is why I do what I do. And that's why I'm passionate about what I do. I mean, that's that's a hell of a journey. Um, yeah. I think, um, and also one that I think that a lot of people can probably empathize and, mm-hmm. and appreciate with, because a lot of us have been there. It's kind of like we're, uh, we're trying to figure out this thing that we do and yeah, we, we, we start these things because there's an itch that needs scratching somewhere else and you're not quite fulfilled and all the rest of it. And yeah. you go and find the thing that you do and you're good at. And then you think, right, okay, well, I'm just going to go out and do that. So yeah. you do that, you hang your sign on the door and you just wait for people to turn up and uh, reality hits. It's, uh, it's not always like that, is it? And not only from the perspective of, all oh, right, I actually need to find people to, uh, pay me and uh, you know find people that I can actually help but also then when things do start to kick off it's it's not always obvious that when you are someone that has a skill there is actually an entire set of new skills that you need to learn and understand as a business owner that just doesn't exist in the corporate world you don't yeah. need to think about it For sure. and so many people don't they don't maximize the profit in the business because they don't understand they don't know what to look for so when it comes to thinking about profits in a business, mm. let's assume somebody's got um, you know a decent flow of uh, money coming in. What are some of the first places that you look to actually help people increase their profit, which might not necessarily mean they need to actually um, do more business? Yeah, absolutely. So I think as we're growing our business, the natural assumption is that if we want more take home, we have to grow our revenue. That's kind of all the messaging that we get when we're, you know, searching on YouTube as to how to get home more money or whatever that might be. That is, those are the messages that we get. Just grow the revenue, grow the revenue, grow the revenue and the profit will come. But the problem is that the profit often doesn't come because the expenses seem to grow at the same rate. Every time you get money in, it seems to disappear back out again. So what I recommend that people do as a very first step is find and identify and eradicate what I like to call money leaks in their business. So what that what I mean by that is actually getting your business bank and credit card statements and going through them one by one and asking yourself two questions. One, is this expense 100% necessary to keep the proverbial lights on in my business? Or two, is this expense delivering me a positive return, either in terms of money or in terms of time? And if the answer is no to both of those, it's either not 100% necessary or it's not delivering you a positive return. The question is, what is the purpose of that spending? Now, it might be that it's a nice to have and you like it and that's fine. But understanding with those nice to haves, that means 
fundamentally less money in your own pocket and your family's pocket. And it's a trade-off. And being aware of that trade-off is what's really important. Yeah. And, you know, we can all sort of look at things and go, oh, yeah, I really fancy that. I mean, we were just talking before all this. Like, I yeah. quite fancy one of these, um, you know, electronic standing desks, which, exactly. you know, they you know, they cost, what, like 500 quid or yeah. something? You can probably get them, you know, cheaper on Amazon or something. I don't know. But um, I think they're you know, right that, now on Amazon too. I looked at an Ikea one yeah. the other day. They're about 450, <laughs> so they're not too different. Well, that's, that's where I was looking. Yeah. But, you know, it's, it's that kind of thing. You look at it and you go, that is a nice to have. I'd like that. But I don't need it. And I think, well, you know, you spend that and then it comes out of the business and then, you know, ultimately it comes out of your pocket and all that kind of thing. And I'm thinking, well, Christmas is coming up. Maybe I shouldn't do that myself. Maybe I should sort of think, right, yeah. let's bring a bit more of that into the uh, into the household and, um, you know, make things a little bit nicer over, you know, that period of time. So it's, it's a micro example. It's, you know, it, it's one of those, but it, it's something that I think all of us can can really sort of think about. And uh, yeah, it, it's it's a conversation that is probably going on in our heads a lot more than we realise. Yeah, and I think though there's often um, when people look at their business, sometimes they look at it in a silo and they look at it almost a little bit disconnected to their family's finances. And I think it's important to understand that these two things are actually interrelated. I say to people all the time as well, you know, every business is a family business, regardless of whether any of your family members work in it. Because quite frankly, your business takes your time, your energy, and sometimes your money. And therefore, it's pulling all those things away from your family. It's either your business overall, when you look at it in the kind of macro, it's either giving to your family or it's taking from it. And you as an individual need to understand that that exists and balance that out, particularly, I think, when it comes to the finances side. Yeah. And um, I think that's so true because it's not always just, you know, the, the finances is, is almost an obvious one. And yet it's not because mm-hmm. you think, all oh, right, I need something in the business. I'm just going to go and spend it. But actually, then you sort of, you know, depending on the size of business, it might not directly impact you as an individual potentially. But, you know, you, you've got to think if all of these, if you're a bigger company, all of these micro decisions are being made along the way that will impact the profitability of the business overall. And that can impact, I guess, things like potentially bonus pay for um, staff or even you as the owner of the business or, or dividends or depending on how. I mean, again, I'm not an accountant. Yeah, so, yeah completely. You, know, you don't necessarily think, but if you, if you apply this across, even from a one-person company to a all the way up, yeah. these little decisions... I can imagine go a long way. And is that where you find a lot of a lot of gain for companies? Yeah, absolutely. Looking at those money leaks is where we get a lot of a lot of initial wins for, for people in reality. Um, you know, people sign up to trials for pieces of software that they never cancel. You know, all those kinds of things actually add up and they mean that, you know, yes, it might only be 30 pounds here or 50 pounds there or but actually, when you put them all together, you start making a dent in these things. And, you know, when you add them up, maybe that means you can employ somebody two days a week to help you. You know, that makes a huge difference to your life. Or maybe it does mean that you take home that extra money and you start saving towards a ski holiday or whatever those things are. But actually, you can then see the positive impact of getting rid of these money leaks um, and redirecting that those funds somewhere else, because that's that's a key thing there I, I, that you've touched on there. It's it's once you plug these leaks, you can then think and almost go back to your original questioning, which is um, you know is this 
um, and essential and is mm-hmm. this actually contributing to the revenue etc because yeah. if you actually then think about it yes you can go and put it in your pocket or mm-hmm. you can think i am going to divert the money that i've been spending on this area that is it, it doesn't achieve really anything in the business yeah. and i'm going to um target it towards something that is much more focused on um customer generation revenue generation etc etc you know that could be hiring a member of staff which would allow them to do something that is you know a salesperson for example Mm -hmm. it could be um an advertising budget it could be all sorts of things which then goes on to yeah add to exactly you know the overall and that cycle continues yeah, Absolutely. exactly, exactly. And so I recommend that people do that exercise at least quarterly in their business because stuff changes all the time. You know, what is essential one year might not be essential the next year. What is delivering you a return at one point may not deliver you a return in six months time. So making sure that you're regularly on top of this can really, really help. Yeah, and I think to be honest, it's probably a lesson we could learn personally as well. I mean, 100%. look at uh, you know we are in the subscription economy, and that's been touted around. But look at all the subscriptions you've got from Sky TV to your mobile phone to Netflix to everything else and all the rest of it. And we could mm-hmm. probably look at that and go, "Ouch!" Yeah, uh, for sure. you know, there's an awful lot there um, that we can, and, and especially with what's been going on and people are tightening their belts. That's one thing that I'm sure a lot of people have been looking at, and we realise actually we are. It's it's far too easy to just hit subscribe or hit it a trial is. and then go and do, you know, and then you get sort of taken onto it. So mm. we could just learn from this, not just from a business perspective, but also a personal perspective. And um, yes, maybe uh, go and talk to your other halves about doing something similar because, yeah, we could all uh, benefit from it and actually do something um, positive that, you know, that, that's different um, with that um, yeah. with that money. So um, one thing I think is interesting mm. is you mentioned um, finding uh the book profit first mm. and i i'm interested to unpack that a little bit um for those that don't know um the book profit first uh, the author's name is mike and i can never pronounce his second malkovich or malkovitz mccallowitz mccallowitz that's yeah the <laughs> and uh if he ever listens to this nobody probably will sorry um, yeah for mispronouncing your name uh but you know it's um i think everyone does so it's okay i, I think he's pretty used to it yeah, but he's he's written a number of books, hasn't he? And and he's you know his his business model is absolute genius, isn't it? Um, you know he wrote Profit First. Um, uh, his latest one is Fix This Next, I think. Fix This Next um, is his latest one, and I believe he's writing another one at the moment. Yeah, and and you know that that business model is genius. He writes a book and then he um uh, offers a, a a licensing, doesn't he, to um, yeah. certify in the qualification for the strategy in which he explains in the book, which is exactly. which is what you did. Yeah. Um, this podcast isn't about his business model. It's about um, you know how it's benefited you and actually what other people can learn from actually seeing it. Because by the way, you also mentioned that you read the book and then you called them up. Now I don't yeah. know if they had any, you know any information about being able to get certified. But they you did. Saw that. Yeah, it's a little bit in the book that you can be certified, or or rather, they say in the book um, something like connect with your profit first, you know, profit first professional. So they promote. The fact that Profit First Professionals exist in the book, and therefore that's why I was like, oh, I, I need to be one of those. But not everyone will read that book in your profession yeah. and go, I need to pick up the phone and I need to call these because this is absolutely something I want to be able to offer to more people. Yeah. It's it's the difference, I think, between people that sort of, they'll, they'll stay sort of like in a comfort zone and mm-hmm. others that will see an opportunity and they'll go, I need to grab that. Sure. 
Is yeah. there something in you that made you do that? Do you know, is that come from somewhere? I think probably is the short answer. Um, I've always been someone who wants to um, not necessarily just look insularly in my industry to um, to help support and grow my business, basically. I've always wanted to um, have a bit of a broader scope than that. And I feel like we can learn from lots of other areas for our own businesses. Um, so I think that that's always been something that's been on my radar. And therefore, as I was kind of looking at looking and reading Profit First, I realized that it was going to not only impact my business positively, but I also realized that this could impact hundreds and millions of other businesses positively. And therefore, why wouldn't I add this as part of my toolbox, as it were, to ha the conversations that I was already having with clients? It just seemed to me to be a very natural progression in the conversation. You know, I was already speaking about money with clients. We were already speaking about finances. We were already speaking about what they were taking home. This seemed a way that I could help and support that even further to support their businesses. And when my clients' businesses do well, that can only be positive for me at the same time. It's a win-win situation. I don't see any, there wasn't any downside for me from that. So that's, you know, that's a big reason why I read it and thought, why wouldn't, why wouldn't I do this in my own business? Why wouldn't I help other people do this too? And there's a few things to, 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 to take from that as well in the, I mean, the benefits to you, you mentioned obviously the benefits to your your mm. you know your your business and all that, yeah. but you were focusing more on on what you could you know and how you could bring that value or additional value to other yeah. people. So mm -hmm. there's an insight into a, a a mentality that's there that yeah. I think if 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 more of us actually adopt that kind of attitude, we will see more of these opportunities when they present. Mm. I mean, however many sure. people have read that book and then didn't go and yeah. do the certification. You know, it's it's probably numerous. Yeah. A, it's a very well known book. It's it's something that a lot of people um, talk about. I mean, if you listen to other podcasts and mm. his book, Profit First, is you know when people ask in some of those lightning rounds, you know, what's one yeah. book you recommend? Blah blah blah. Mm. Profit First, that actually comes, comes up, up an awful lot. Yeah, it does. Um, so I can imagine it's actually been a, a smart strategy to align mm. yourself yeah. with that organization, that brand. What what? it done for you as a strategy to do that to get associated with uh with, with an external um body you're right and I mean, it has it has been a great strategy for us i mean we get people all the time in, um in terms of leads and inquiries into the business because they've read profit first so either they've um when you read the book there's a, a url in there that you can go to that says you know if you want to find a profit first professional near you click go here. So we get leads coming in that way from um, Profit First HQ, but we also get people who are just Googling us for Profit First UK and finding us that way as well. And so, yeah, absolutely. We get a lot of inquiries and a lot of clients as a result of being Profit First certified for sure. The other extra bonus is that stuff's really interesting for us to do with clients. You know, it's way more interesting than churning out a tax return. Uh, you know, you can actually see the impact that it has on people. And that, to me, gives me a much more job satisfaction than here's your VAT return. Mm, absolutely. And and first of all, I actually, I mean, this is an example, again, of like the power of aligning yourself with, mm. um, you know, something. I did, I, I Googled Profit first and you're yeah. on the first page of Google. 
Yeah, exactly. In the UK. Like, yeah. everybody wants to figure out how to do SEO well and all the rest of it. Well, yeah, there's an example of, of actually aligning yourself with um, with another uh, credible source that is yeah. actually you can then you know tap onto. Completely. So it comes with that um, you know the authority domain, uh, the domain authority, and all that kind of stuff. Exactly. Um, the other thing is that, and, and you mentioned it a little bit earlier on, is is you didn't want to be that you know just a, a bog standard um, account and that kind of mm. thing, and that's one of the biggest challenges anyway. When it comes to starting a service business, because to everybody on the outside, you're an accountant. Yeah. You're a marketing consultant. Yeah. You're a financial advisor. Like mm-hmm. they don't care. The end client generally does not care how many necessarily how many qualifications you've got. Completely. They just want to see that you've got the bare minimum, right? Yeah. Like, okay. They've done that, blah, blah, blah. It doesn't matter that it's taken you years and years and years of work mm-hmm. and effort to do that. Yeah. Everybody else, that's the cost of entry, right? Everybody else in the market has got all of those. So it's really difficult to differentiate sure. um, you from somebody else's. Mm-hmm. It's effectively commoditized, which is why so many people in, in these types of businesses, they rely on referrals as their mm-hmm. primary way to generate business because yeah. it's really hard to actually differentiate yourself. Mm. You found an amazing way um, yeah. to do that. And that in itself is a great strategy. And if you're in a position where you're in an industry that is quite commoditized listening to this, then maybe think about what Annette's done. And is there a parallel in the industry that you're in? Is yeah. there something that you can align yourself that will separate you from a number of people? Because Annette, you are the only Profit First certified person in the UK to do this. So that in itself must bring an awful lot of business. Yeah, um, and it does. <laughs> and it's a smart strategy. Yeah. It really is. I mean, I think we sort of uh, touched on before um, we hit record, done a similar thing, certified with Infusionsoft and ClickFunnels, mm. and, and and I'm still to this day getting inquiries from that side of things, even yeah. though I've moved away from strictly doing, you know, the, you know, the pure sort of um, agency side of things. Mm-hmm. And it's a little bit more, but those inquiries come in. We, and, you know, yeah. I still generate business as a result. And, mm. you know... I haven't, haven't probably touched some of that for a while. Yeah. So anyone listening, yeah, as a strategy, as something that if you're struggling to differentiate yourself, look for something that is is well known, that mm-hmm. there might not be somebody in your, even if it's just your local area mm-hmm. or like in it with, mm-hmm. you know, the only person certified in the UK mm-hmm. of something that is well known and understood, smart strategy. Yeah. But I can't let you go without kind of, we've, <laughs> we've teased and danced around the subject really. What? is profit first and what would somebody who is hearing this and going okay i kind of get it but tell me what it is and what the outcome would be if i approached this strategy in my business yeah absolutely so profit first as you said is a book written by mike malkowitz and Profit First, to all intents and purposes, is a cash management strategy it helps you manage the cash in your business so It can go fine alongside any bookkeeping software that you have, any accountant or bookkeeper that you have. You can run this strategy. There's no, there's no barrier with any of that stuff because what it fundamentally does is it uh, applies a concept called Parkinson's law and Parkinson's law, which I'm going to butcher the quote, but basically says along the lines of however much of a resource exists, we will consume it. So we all know that it works with time. You know, if you have two months to do a project, you'll do it in two months. If you have two days of the same project, you'll take two days to do it. That is just how it works. And it works the same with money. So money comes into our bank account and then it seems 
to disappear. It seems to almost disappear as quickly as it's come in. You know, you'll be expecting expecting a payment in and then an invoice will land on your desk and, and it will feel like it's just consumed all the time. And, and often the business owner feels like they're living off the financial scraps of the business, just the money left over, the bits at the bottom. What Profit First does, it basically puts constraints into how you operate your bank accounts so that you basically squirrel money away into different portions and different pots um, so it's there where, where you need it when you need it. Very similar to the system that your granny might have used, whereby they had, you know, envelopes and your granddad would come home from work each week and she would take the pay packet. I'm being very, you know, very stereotypical here, but I'm speaking about something that happened a long time ago. It was very stereotypical in that way at that point. Um, and, you know, the rent money would go in one envelope and the food money would go in another envelope and the extras would go in another envelope. This is basically doing that for your business. So what happens is the money comes into your income bank account and you have multiple bank accounts. And then in set percentages, you put a certain portion into your profit bank account, taking your profit first. You put a certain portion into your owner's pay bank account, the money for you. You put a certain portion into your tax bank account and you put a certain portion into your operating expenses bank account. And that's the money you get to use for each of those things. Now, of course, if you're VAT registered, for example, you're going to want a VAT bank account. Many people also have a team bank account if they have team and staff members. But the fundamental concept is that money comes into one bank account and you squirrel it away into other bank accounts to essentially keep it safe, to essentially stop the overspending and to stop the money leaks happening in your business. It, it's just smart, isn't it? It, it is. just makes sense. It's really simple um, and smart. It's, uh, I mean, I'm almost sort of like, I I'm struggling to think, well, is there a way to make that more complicated? Um, no, like so. it's, it just makes sense. It's so yeah. obvious. And yet, like, I guess it's that Occam's razor thing. You know, the simplest solution is often the best, right? And yeah. it just makes sense. Money comes into one place and then you distribute it to where it needs to go. And yeah. you make sure that some of that is actually in that profit piece. Yeah, because absolutely. Unless you do that, as you say, it can get churned up. And if it's in one bank account where you are paying out invoices from one place and um, you know, rent and, and tax yeah. and, you know, and then it's like, you know, God forbid you're actually using your personal account. Or, you know, yeah. maybe some people are. You know, it do. just gets, it just gets swallowed. Um, yeah. And then all of a sudden you're like, oh, I've got a text from my bank. I'm in my overdraft. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> How did that happen? Yeah. I, or, or your partner says, uh, where's the food money this month? And you're like, ooh, crap. I don't have <laughs> anything to put in that bucket in our personal <laughs> finances because I spent it in my business. Yeah. I ate it. Um, I, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, yeah. I mean, it's, it, it's brilliance in its simplicity. Yeah. And this incidentally works regardless of the size of business as well. So whether you are a startup and you're at the very beginning or you're running a seven figure business, this works. And I, I, you know, we've, we've, we've implemented with the clients across the spectrum, across all industries and across all revenue and all revenue sizes and lots of different business models. It works because it's simple and that's why it works across all the areas. And, and, you know, if, if nothing else, there's a lesson in that. Yeah, mm. the simplicity of it to be able to clearly understand and maybe that's why you saw the opportunity it's like yeah. this is simple like yeah. i don't have to go and explain accountancy to people mm -mm. 
I just go have to go and explain this. Yeah, completely. And it makes sense. Yeah. It just instantly makes sense. And that's what I thought when I read the book. I thought, this is so simple. Why, like, why has no one written this before? Why am I not taught this in my accounting training? Like, why is this not fundamentally part of business? You know, it just seemed to me so incredibly straightforward and, and, and I couldn't work out why it didn't exist yet. And I knew that I needed to be part of, you know, helping people to find it and understand it. And, and I'm sure there's a few more nuances in there as well. And, you know, the things that you can do to maybe, yeah, I don't know, automate parts of it. So you're not doing it individually. And, and that's where you come in to really help to, um, streamline the process and, and I guess stress test it and make sure that, you know, the right proportions are going into the right. So, you know, yeah. on the surface, the idea is simple, but like with anything, um, when it's simple, it doesn't mean that it's easy. It just means it's simple. So there are nuances to understand and, and, and that's what you help people um, to actually do. Yeah, exactly. Like you say, we need to work out individual percentages for different businesses, different business models, different industries. There's little tweaks there. There's also tweaks involved, you know, if people want to and don't already have an emergency fund, for example, set up in their business. We're going to want to set that up and put some money into there so that that's starting to build up. Different people have different um, needs in their business. You know, if you want to buy machinery in a year's time, maybe you have a have a pot for that. So we look at the, as you say, the nuances um, of that and get it working individually for each pe- each person's business for sure. Yeah, and I, I highly advise anyone that's listening to this and is thinking, right, this sounds awesome. Yeah, I, I, we'll we'll tell you how to uh, get hold of it um, towards the end because yeah, you can go and read the book. I'm sure yeah. you can probably figure it out, or you can maybe do something that has been suggested already you could go back and uh, you know look through some of your expensive cut out some of those and then yeah. invest that into working with someone that can actually really help you with this and yeah. set this system up and that would be one of the real difference making activities that you could do in your business you know over the next 14 days like yeah. listen to this look through what you're subscribing to mm. save some money and then um Either first go and buy the book or, you know, save yourself uh, the, the trouble and uh, you know, <laughs> give Annette a call. Um, I think that'd be a great idea. I think that's just a smart idea. I'm, I'm, it is. I'm quite happy to, you know, <laughs> to, to say that because it just makes sense. So um, before, um, before we let you go, um, when it comes to, obviously, because not only are you um, versed in the um, accounting side of things yeah. and the numbers and all the rest of it, you've been doing this for over 10 years now. Yeah, I have. What's some of the... Uh, What's been some of the most surprising things that you've learned over that time? I think, um, I think one of the most surprising things that uh, I'm a big learner. I already, I already alluded to the fact that I love reading business books and and all those kinds of things. But I think that actually, um, the the thing that's made the most difference in terms of my business growth and and those types of things is actually looking inward to myself and looking at my own um, development personally, not intellectually, but actually personally. So looking at my own, you know, things like my own leadership, emotional intelligence, all those kinds of things. I think that that um, has been the biggest surprise to me is that actually when I started doing that real internal stuff, that's when things really kicked up in my business. Yeah. And I wasn't expecting that. <laughs> I, I don't think anyone does when they start mm. because I I now 
say to anyone that I might happen to come across it saying I'm thinking of starting something or blah, blah, blah. And I'll often say that, um, well, be prepared because um, starting a business is, is as much personal development as is business development. Yeah, and you will, you will get a literal crash course or have to take a crash course in understanding yourself. Yeah, for sure. If you want to make anything, anything sort of technical work, because yeah, yeah we are we are human beings, and that that grey matter in between our ears has such an impact on some of the things that we do, and uh, we can self sabotage ourselves in all sorts of ways. And that's a, yeah, I, I found that's a, that's an interesting uh, an interesting observation, and it, it's amazing how often that comes out. Um, yeah. The longer somebody's been in business, mm, I'm sure I don't doubt that. Somebody said to me the other day, they asked me. They asked a question in a Facebook group and they said, what's the best expense that you've um, ever made in your business? And I said, therapy, like seriously, therapy, because actually once I got to understand myself and my thoughts and how my brain works, actually, that's where that's where the the advances have come. Yeah. Therapy, mentorship, coaching, all those kind of things. And, yeah. you know, you, you sort of do a little bit of that as well. So you, you sort of run yeah. a fractional C, uh, CFO sort of service and all the rest exactly. of it. But um, it's interesting that you've also been able to productize what you do mm-hmm. to a degree and yeah. taken what is a dull industry, <laughs> in, you know, for, <laughs> you That's know okay. in, you in other people's, that. oh, <laughs> I'll just say it. Yeah, yeah a, a frankly boring industry <laughs> that nobody really is interested in, yeah. um, but is essential. And you've been able to productize it to a point where people are coming in and actually doing things with you rather than it being all about you as the provider. And that yes. in itself is worth taking a look at because it's yeah. a great example. And, you know, we, I've covered um, uh, people coming on and discussing how to do that. But just from someone that's been through that process, mm. what did that process look like for you to take that path of, uh, of actually sort of productizing and, and, and s- putting some leverage into a business? Yeah, I I think when I was going through, I didn't really realize what I was doing. If that makes sense, I didn't really realize that that's, that is that those are the steps I was taking. But I did it from a perspective of actually, you know, we have all these clients coming on board. We need a way to deal with this so that they all get a good level of service, so that they all know what to expect, and that you know we're not going to be run off our feet in the back end. So I think that's how it came about for me was, okay, we need a way to, you know, onboard clients that is a process. We need a way to manage clients on a monthly basis. That is a process. And if we don't do that, actually, we're going to end up running around like headless chickens, balls are going to be dropped and stuff's going to not get done. So I think that that, I mean, and, and basically balls were getting dropped. That's how I worked out that we need to get that happening. So it wasn't like, a, okay, I need to productize this. And so it was like, shoot, how do we stop the balls being dropped? Okay, we need this system here. We need to plug this in here. And actually just sitting down and looking at all the areas to make sure that actually we got to a point where we were serving at our highest level to every person that came in contact mm. with our business. Yeah, and, and it's um, I guess that's just part of the evolution, isn't it? It, it always it comes back to um, you know the learnings and, and the things that you, I guess, unless you had actually paid attention to that Mm. you might you know maybe some of the balls had started to drop but it wasn't enough to be noticeable and to have a negative impact but you saw it yeah it's like i know enough now to know that i have to fix this this is yeah exactly that this is going to cause me an issue in the long term if i don't get this sorted now exactly well this is what i need to fix next 
Mm-hmm. And that's yeah. not a plug for that's not no, a plug for his. I've not read the book, so I don't know what it says in there. But yeah, you're ex- exactly right. It's and I think that business is constantly that, to be honest, because your business is constantly changing and morphing, and things are happening. Um, you know, you're bringing on team, whatever that might be. And actually, I think it's just it is just an evolution all the way, all the time. And it's just making sure that you can not even be one step ahead of that, but even just a little shuffle ahead of it, so that balls that get dropped don't get dropped for too long and you can gather them up and you can move on 100 percent, because a uh, a business is, is is as i call it it's it's a it's almost like a living breathing ecosystem and sure. it's constantly evolving never stand still and if you stand still you go backwards and yeah. i think that's an important thing to understand as well so um mm. I've thoroughly enjoyed this conversation. I never thought I'd enjoy a conversation with an accountant as much as I have, to be honest. Um, <laughs> I it's have been, to. Thank you, Adam. It's been really insightful and I really do encourage anybody listening to um, to check out what Annette does. And um, if you haven't read the Profit First book, go and check out the book before if you want to. But definitely, where would the best place to be if they wanted to go and check out what you guys do? So one great place if you want to check out what we do and you're on Facebook is to come and join my Facebook group called the Uncover Wealth Community. I do free trainings in there every single Tuesday for Training Tuesday. So you can come in there. You just need to type Uncover Wealth Community into the search bar on Facebook, or you can head to the website, which is annetteandco.co.uk. Awesome. And I will put the uh, the links to the uh, uh, to those in the show notes. Thank and, you. Um, yeah, it's, uh, I, I do. Yeah, go, go and have a look. Um, if, if, if you're in business, then this just makes sense. So, um, what have you got to lose? Um, thank you ever so much for, um, for joining me, changing my perception of accountants completely and hopefully everybody else that has listened because, um, yeah, it's been, uh, it's been good fun. Thank you ever so much for joining me. No problem at all, Adam. Thank you so much for having me. Happy fishing. So there we go. That's it for today's episode. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you got some great ideas and, and found it really valuable. And you've got some things that you can now go off and do in your own business to help grow your business and attract and catch more clients. And if you have found it valuable and you can think of just one other person that may find some of these ideas helpful and, and, and help them grow their business, please share it with them because they'll thank you for it. So also don't forget to grab a copy of my book, Conversational Relationship Marketing from the podcast gift page at thinklikeafish.co.uk forward slash podcast gift. And all that's really left with me to say is thank you ever so much for listening today. I know there's a lot of podcasts out there you could be listening to. You've chosen this one. And for that, I am truly, truly grateful. If you're a first time listener or a a long time listener and you haven't yet subscribed to the show, please make sure that you do because you'll get updated of the latest episodes every time they come out. And if again, you are enjoying it, I'd really, really appreciate a honest rating review on Apple Podcasts. I read every single one personally, and they do really mean the world to me. And yes, they help others find the show. If you're able to do that, again, I massively, massively appreciate it. But until next time, happy fishing.